Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hey, everyone. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the Sexy Lifestyle is all about. And you know, David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. And you know, we love talking and learning about everything related to sex and sexuality, sexual health, and of course, sexual pleasure. We love diving deep into the naughty, the taboo, and the unknown. And we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because, well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. So... Have you ever had a date that turned out all wrong because you had certain expectations that simply missed the mark in the real time? On today's show, we're going to discuss difficult social situations that have gone awry because of preconceived ideas and expectations that were somehow misrepresented. And then the big question is, how do we politely say no and get ourselves out of the awkward situation as soon as possible? Mm, I'm sure everyone out there is relating to that. So stay tuned. We have a great guest. Um, But like we do every show, we want to tell you about our must-have top waterproof blanket, which which now comes in four reversible colors because nobody wants to sleep in that wet spot and squirt is hot until it's not. So if you're fed up with having to sleep in that wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils, silicone lubes, and all sorts of sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer, and it comes out looking like brand new. And now we have a new sexy pink and blue reversible blanket, both colors representing the ribbons supporting breast cancer and prostate cancer. And to support the cause, we'll donate $5 from each blanket sold to a charity that helps cancer survivors get back in the sack. Because great sex matters and cancer survivors deserve it too. And you don't have to leave your house to get one. Simply and safely go to Amazon and search Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T-O-P waterproof blanket and order yours today great sex starts now it sure does and so does today's show you know we're carol and david this is the sexy lifestyle and we have an uber special guest for you today dr stacy friedman is a florida-based clinical sexologist and a certified sex coach who works with all types of relationships including open-minded and swinger couples she sure does she's been on our show many times so stacy welcome back to the sexy lifestyle and thanks for taking time out of your day for being here thank you for having me on again i'm very excited to to, uh, speak with you and i do have to say those blankets are awesome (laughs) thanks i know they They are really many mattresses (laughs) exactly yes yes Lack of laundry. That's that's great. Yeah. Uh, but thanks for having me. I look forward to our uh, chat today. It's going to be a great subject. Why don't you remind everybody about who you are and what you do and how you got into this world of sexuality? Uh, well, I like you mentioned, I'm a clinical sexologist. I have a doctorate in human sexuality. And so I've always been very interested in sex most of my life. And just the idea of being free to be me. And so I started with just doing uh, adult romance parties just to get through when I was young and and I had young kids and I figured it's a great way to help people. And then I started really appreciating how many people really needed support. And when I had kids, I realized I needed support because I was struggling with painful sex after the delivery of my daughter. And so I had to go get some support myself. And I realized there wasn't really many people out there. I had one option and that was it. And so I started really listening to people and and I said, you know what, I need to be more than just selling toys in someone's bedroom at a party. I need to really help people because I knew how important it was for me. So that kind of got me started just understanding the needs of people and people would tell me how relatable I was. So it made it easy to to talk to others and, and really help. Very cool. So on today's show, we're going to be talking about all different types of relationships, but I know you specialize a lot in open-minded and swinger couples. How did you get into the alternative lifestyle counseling? 
Well, first of all, I have the education, but I have my own personal experience, which helps because it's not just about what you learn. It's about what you do as well. So being that I was in a few different types of relationships myself, I consider myself pansexual, which is somebody who just appreciates people for who they are, whether it's, you know, what it doesn't matter what's between the legs. And so that part of it uh, was great because I was connecting to women. And then with my um, old partner, we were interested in getting a little bit more into the three th threesomes. And then it turned into more of a lifestyle. So I've been part of that as well. That helps. Yeah, absolutely. That does help. And it's great when people actually in our lifestyle, it's, it's not many uh, sex coaches actually deal with that. So I'm glad you're one of those really good resources that anybody in the swinging lifestyle could reach out to and, and know that you would understand. And being in Florida, oh, you're, you're definitely in one of the top three population yes. bases that has a lot of open-minded people there. Yes, yes. A lot of fun places to go. And, and I always try to get people, listen, if you're if you're kind of on the fence about it, go to one of the places with your partner and just experience it with just the two of you and just allow yourself to have that open mind and see where it goes. Right. Mm, absolutely. Right. That's always good news. So, uh, well, you know, today we're going to talk about awkward situations, but let's first talk about... And what, expectations. Yeah, yeah, that too. But what makes people compatible, whether it's for a long-term relationship or just for a booty call? I think when people are on the same page, I think that so many times when you're going out dating, like you had mentioned the expectations, when people have certain expectations, sometimes you're looking for exactly what you need and people are not there yet. And so you have to just be open-minded to understanding that not everybody's going to be at the same page as you. So when you have certain things that didn't work in a previous relationship that you're looking for now, that's what's really important is knowing certain values that you don't want to um, part with and stick with those values. So when you find people, you know that that's the most important thing to you and that's what you're gonna look for when you're looking for relationships. And is it okay like when you first meet someone, I mean, we're gonna talk about online dating and meeting in person and actually you know, having issues in bed and all that stuff. But is it okay to tell someone right off the bat what some of your expectations are so you don't waste your time? I think it depends on the delivery. Okay. <laughs> because I know, you know, if you're meeting somebody, especially when it comes to sex, there are men that I work with that tells me right off, well, I want to make sure that they know that I just want sex. But yet sometimes there are women that would be fine with it. But yet when you come off too strong and it feels a little disrespectful, then they may back off and be like, listen, I could have given it to you. But I mean, I had someone doing that to me when I was dating and I just wanted to date. And he's like, oh, well, I want this and I want that on the very first time we're meeting each other. First, I want to know if I'm sexually compatible with mm -hmm, you, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when you're throwing that off right about like right away, I think it can be off putting for some. So I would say at least give that first date a chance to just see if there's that connection. And then if so, in the other dates following the second date, third date, definitely share your expectations. And what about, um, what, what about those people who know about the lifestyle, who know about swinging, and it's definitely a part of their fiber of who they are? How quickly or how not so quickly do you bring it up to the other person that, hey, you know, I like going to places where we can have sex with other people, even though I, you know, want to be in a relationship with you? I think that it's okay, once again, about the delivery. If someone says, listen, I know that, this is our first meeting, but it is important to me to learn about you and what your expectations are about the lifestyle or just in general. And then say, do you mind if we talk about it mm -hmm. rather than being very mm -hmm. aggressive with mm -hmm. it? I think it's that delivery that could scare people off. I yeah. like that. So so a guy shouldn't just like surprise someone and bring them to hedonism or desire and say, OK, we're on vacation. You got to be naked and we're going to the playroom. Not a good 
way to go? Yeah, maybe not. Right. Doesn't mean that the woman may not appreciate it. Yeah. Might be like, oh my God, this is great. But yeah, that discussion first might be a little helpful. Yeah, I, th- I think we've learned that over yes. the years. Don't we surprise have, right. your partner. We have seen it happen. Yeah. We have been present and we have helped them through their issues and and sometimes called the airline and said she needs to leave or he needs to leave oh, one no. or the other. <laughs> it yeah. has happened. Then yeah. there was that couple we met and he surprised her and brought her to Hito for the first time. They had just gotten oh. in. They jumped in the pool naked. We started having sex with them like within 15 minutes. And we started talking to them after the fact. And he's like going, yeah, this is our first time we've ever been here. She goes, I know nothing about the lifestyle, but I sure love it now. (laughs) Yeah, you kind of have to know your if you're in a relationship, you might be able to know your partner enough. But if you're just coming out there meeting people, yeah, it's I think it's a livery because you could talk about it really quickly in many situations as long as they're comfortable. Yeah. So these days there's so much online dating. How, How is it that we can find somebody compatible just by looking at your profile on one of the dating sites how is that possible i think people need to have more of an open mind i think there's too much of the swipe right swipe left and i know in my situation if i would have just gone by a specific picture i would not be in the most amazing marriage that i am in i find my husband very attractive um, but the picture he may have posted may not have been his best features, you know? Um, and so I was kind of like, yeah, but you know what? The smile is nice, but you know what? I liked what he wrote and I liked how he communicated his words. Let's try it. So that open mind is going to be really important when you're on that online dating and not just automatically swipe if that picture doesn't hit you. And some people are, I'm going to say desperate is not really the word, but they're really hopeful that they're going to find somebody and soon. And so sometimes what they read into it is not really what the person is trying to say. And that sometimes can be a fault right. as well, right? That could get you into some oh, trouble. Absolutely. absolutely. People just need to, like I said, have an open mind and just maybe meet people, just be okay with meeting people. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Now, these systems, I think, anyways, uh, dating sites are here to stay. I think online dating is, I don't think it's ever going to go back to the old way. Um, So people just have to kind of learn how, which app is better for them and which one is getting them into trouble by not having enough information, perhaps, right? Yeah, the information is important because I think that when you're just doing that swiping and that doesn't give you enough space to really show personality, make a big difference mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then you're like are you doing it for friends with benefits or are you doing it for a relationship mm-hmm. so that kind of makes what app yeah right now now so you meet someone online you chat with them a little bit um before you go out with them on a first date whether it be you know a couple for swinging or um just one-on-one um should you do an intensive google search <laughs> on them and find out their ins and outs and all their secrets you know, I have a funny story about that, but uh, I would say an in-depth search would not be maybe appropriate, but I feel that nowadays you do have to be careful. I mean, you always had to be careful, but sometimes with the world of internet, there are a lot of catfish. You don't know exactly what you're getting. There's nothing wrong with just saying, oh, let me do a quick search, see if we have any friends in common. Let me just go check Facebook. But you can't assume what you see. And just a quick thing is I have uh, someone that I know that had the situation happen where they're dating other people. And one of the ladies did such an intense search and found pictures of him with some of the people that he's dating and started going off. You're lying. You're this. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm dating. I'm not allowed to have pictures. So then it got out of hand. Mm -hmm. So if you're able to take it for face value and what it's worth and and not go crazy after one date when you didn't have an opportunity to meet someone. Yeah. (laughs) This doesn't along with searching around a little bit. A friend of ours says that she always does a reverse image search. I'm not sure exactly how that works, but she finds out where the image was taken and where they live. She finds out lots of information from that. Well, there are images now, if you put it on your phone, when you take a picture, it captures everything unless you have a specific setting to not have that. So yeah, you can find out if the pic- picture is, I remember I was dating someone and when I met him in person before I was married, I was like, oh, what happened here? It was seven years earlier, yeah, his yeah. picture. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, so that's why, yes, it is kind of okay to do a little bit of a search to try to see, but just take it at face value and sometimes give that person the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I find I haven't changed a whole lot when I look in the mirror, not a whole lot in the last five years when you're at my age, right. but the difference between 30 and let's say 38 is a big difference, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. So definitely, uh, yeah, keep up your pictures current and that'll, that'll be less disappointing for well, your partner. Well, the ultimate goal is to meet the person. So what is the logic behind putting up a picture that's not going right. to be you if you're going to want to meet the person? I mean, there are people who are serial texters online and all they want to do is try and exchange exchange pictures and this and that but for those people who really want to meet just your profile should be who you are and your picture should be who you are today yeah that would be best right and i definitely recommend a face shot with a smile and a body Mm -hmm. because you don't want to be wasting people's time if you have somebody that is not into someone who's really skinny or someone who's not into someone who's really overweight and they're not going to be willing to take the time to get to know you no matter what you look like you want to get rid of those people up front Mm -hmm. yeah and for those of you in the swinging lifestyle the alternative lifestyle um, a picture of both of you your wife might be absolutely gorgeous or your husband might be gorgeous but you know uh, when we're looking for a couple to meet we want to meet the couple and let us choose if we find you attractive Um, and yes there's people out there who are you know uh, worried about uh, their jobs and this and that but there's way to ha- hide your pictures or when you start chatting with someone you could send a picture not naked just a picture of two faces of who you are and let us decide if we like you or you don't um, but, but those face and body too yeah, though yeah, yeah, I but... like to see the body because what happens online in the dating sites for right. swingers is there's a million pictures of the sexy woman mm-hmm. and there's no right. pictures of him yeah right and right. for, for whatever reason they have that, that's fine, but it doesn't help me if I want to decide if I want to play with that couple or not. You know, like, yes, she's exactly, hot. But a lot of, exactly. And a lot of people are insecure, so they feel like, oh, if the person's not perfect body, they don't want to post it. But there's a lot of people like, you know, for me, example, I like a voluptuous woman. I like someone with meat on their bones. I don't want to have someone with a stick figure, you know, personally, that's not as what I like to see doesn't mean there's not anything wrong with it at all, but everyone's got a preference. And so don't feel like if you post it up there, that person's going to say no because of how you look, that person might say yes because of it. Yeah. But if the person's going to say no to how you look online, they're not right for you. You're going to say no when you meet them in person. (laughs) And we're going to get into that a little bit later. So just be who you are. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, we just talked about some of the red flags um, that, you know, we, we see once we've met the person. But if you haven't even met them yet, what are some red flags that we can see on the profile that you might say, "Uh oh, I, I want to swipe off whatever, which is left or right? I'm not sure. I feel that when people don't take the time and finish their profile, yeah. it's incomplete. It's vague. Uh, you can't. I like to see personality personally. That's what's sexy to me. And if I can't see your personality through the um, profile, you know, you're kind of leaving out a very important thing. That's your first impression. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing is that sometimes when you um, start messaging, you're like, hey, sexy, I want to do this. You know, it's like, say hi, how are you? Right, right. Don't start off with those sexual messages because that can be very Mm off-putting. Doesn't mean that person may not have, you know, doesn't mean that person won't have sex with you the first time you meet, but give it a chance to, to build. Mm -hmm. It's foreplay, Mm -hmm. you know, you need some of that. But I think one other one is, is uh, a red flag is that when you do have that conversation, if you can't get that person to either FaceTime you or get on the phone with you and all they want to do is text and text. And then if you text and you're busy and then they start giving you a hard time, like, what do you mean you're busy? How come you're not answering? It's been four hours. I saw you look that type of thing. It's yeah. like, uh, okay. Yeah. That's a red flag for sure. And, and, and I think right, if he sends you a dick pic that was not requested, that's for sure oh, a, a red flag. Yeah. hundred percent. Block it right away. Yeah. And on the, the lifestyle dating sites, um, if, if you're you don't know who you're talking to, ask to make a phone call or a video chat with the with the female in the relationship because there's a lot of profiles out there where it's just guys trying to be creepy guys, and yeah. um, you know this is about the couple. And um, I I know that um, I do a lot of the searching, and when we meet a couple, um, immediately I want 
Carol and the other woman to chat because if they connect, well, things are going to be good. Um, so it's not me talking to the other woman. It's the two girls talking and we know in the lifestyle is the women who drive. So it, when we, right, it's respectful. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But that, that communication I think is one of the more important things. If you can't get someone within a couple of messages back and forth to at least get on a phone, if you feel that there could be a, a thing or, or a, a video call, you're going to find out right away if there's a connection there. You don't yeah. want to be texting for days in advance. So our friend who fell in love with this doctor, um, texted him back and forth for almost three months. She was ready to marry this guy. Well, not marry. I'm just, I'm just, uh, yeah. well, I'm just exaggerating. <laughs> okay. And they had never exchanged a phone call or a video because he was a doctor and he was in um, Iraq and or, he was somewhere yeah. and he could never busy, busy, busy. So they started exchanging some pics and we're getting into the next part of what do's and don'ts about pics and videos online and she sent him some pics of her pussy and playing with dildos and stuff and then oh he boy. turned then he turned around and blackmailed her and said if you don't give me thirty thousand dollars i'm going to post these pictures online and oh, i know send them to your family is really and what he they said. had gotten so intimate that he knew who his daughter was her daughter was and oh was going to send these pictures and she, and she didn't care she's she's already been in the lifestyle she knew all this shit and she went right, you know, right. fuck you you do what you want but she was falling in love with a guy who she didn't even hear his yeah. voice yeah yep I, I agree. I had someone in a session say the same thing. You know, I don't understand why he's not communicating as much. We've been talking for three months and, and I'm like talking. She's like, no texting, right. but for three months straight, I'm like, you don't know anybody until you're. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes you don't even know anybody, even if you are face to face. But you know, there yeah. was a couple of red flags and, you know, looking back for her, I'm talking about this person, my friend of ours who was yeah. catfished. Uh, and yes, yeah, she didn't care about the extortion thing, but there are a lot of women who do care about that and they might oh, have got sure. caught, you know. Um, but for her, she didn't really care about the pussy pics. She told her daughter, like, you know, this is what happened. But um, the red flag that came up because his story was so solid that he was in, let's say, Afghanistan or Iraq, whatever, and mm-hmm. he was a doctor without borders and stuff like that, was that when he did a thumbs up, he did a, a black thumbs up. And um, that was the flag that said, wait a second, a white person wouldn't do that. And his image was white. There's nothing against going out with a black doctor, but he represented himself as a white doctor. And so, uh, yeah, that was the flag. Imagine all that time she hadn't realized that, and he he did that. So he goofed his script, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I think so many people are so desperate nowadays to meet somebody and connect that they're willing to not pay attention to those red flags. And, and it's very important, especially when you're in the lifestyle and you're dealing with other couples and, and you, there's more people involved. You yeah. have to be careful. All yeah. right, let's talk about sending, sending private pics and videos. On when Do's and don'ts. Don't, <laughs> yeah. unless you're asked. <laughs> no, um, private pictures are great when you get to know the person. I think that uh, at the very beginning, like you said, Carol, is that you don't want to just open up a message and say, hey, do you like this? Do you, do you like what I what you're seeing? Let's get to know who you are and respect your person. Always ask. That's the whole thing about consent, because when you're shoving a dick or a post in your face, you need consent, whether it's a picture or personally. Mm-hmm. And if you're not getting it, you know, you just want to know who you're sending it to, because like you said, you want to be able to have these conversations to know, you know, you could be a lawyer, a doctor, whatever. If you're sending these pictures, you don't know what's going to happen to them. You have to be careful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? and, and and especially if you can do that reverse uh, photo image search yeah. and know, is it really him? Is it really her? Is it a fake pic? Like, you could do all that, too. So I, I got to tell you a much easier way. If you get the person on a video call. You see them. It's not a picture. You see them, not naked, but you just see them with WhatsApp, with all the dating apps. There's all messaging systems where you can see the person in live. That is the best and safest way to know that you're talking to the person that you're talking to because they can send you a video. Who knows it's not there? How many times times have your videos and pictures been stolen? I know. My pics are stolen all the time. So... 
Yeah, there's this one girl, Candace, who represents me in a lot Whatever. of different situations, like massages. Anybody out there, if you see, I'm not into that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to ask you for $100 for a massage. The, that's that's fake. The, that's right. fake me. There's just a lot of crap out there. Just press the button, video message. And if the person's like, oh, I can't, my kids are here, set up a time tomorrow. But if they keep putting you off and putting you off, something's wrong. Yeah. Exactly. You could always run into the bathroom for 30 seconds and, and pretend you have to pee or something like that, even if your kids are around. There's always a way out if people really were not being honest. Um, but there's also always a way in when people really want to connect and be truthful. Yeah, yeah And one of the things we say all the time, no matter how secure anything is online, if you take a naked a fucking picture, any type of picture that you're going to send, it's free for all. There's a possibility <laughs> it's going to be seen. So if you don't, if it's critical to your job, to your family, don't do it. Meet the person in person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See I it agree. in person. Touch and, it in person. And even if you're being harassed to do so, oh, come on, you can send that to me. I'm special to you. I really would like ah. that. No, don't listen to that. That's crap. No. Right. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. The ultimate goal should be to meet the person. At least right. in my world. <laughs> well, if they're real potentials, you know, yeah. the thing is there's so many fakes out there who want to save picks and trade picks and stuff mm -hmm. like that. All right, let's talk about the first date. Yeah, so where would you say would be like a good meeting place that's safe and that, you know, where they can get to know each other a little bit for the first time? Anything in public. Anything in public. I've heard some tough situations, whether you're in the lifestyle or not, uh, just even going to a bar and grabbing a drink or just, I even sometimes prefer not non-alcohol just because you want to get to know who the person is as well. But just a dinner or coffee or Starbucks or even just something that is not so um, a full night that you can maybe, I don't want to say get out of easy if you, yeah. if you need to. Even, but, even dinner can be hard to get out of because you've just spent two hours and, you know, you exactly. know in the first five minutes that it's not going to work out. I don't know. I love the idea for the first time for meeting someone not in the lifestyle, just one on one. It's just go for a coffee. And yeah. if everything works out so fantastic, well, then you have this appetite to meet another time for dinner, for sex and for that. Right. But just go in an open place where but even in the lifestyle, that's a good idea. I know. But a lot of times in lifestyle, you meet a couple because you want to fuck them. Right. Well, I get it. You're, you're both going there for sex. But sometimes when you're single and you're dating, you're just meeting the person and getting to know them, getting yeah, okay. to know them is yeah. a little bit more important and mm -hmm. just go for a coffee at, you know, at, at noon or, or go for something in the morning and then you can plan something for the weekend, but just make it simple where there's no pressure of, is he going to kiss me? Or are we going to go back to his place? Yeah. Right. You right. do it in the morning just and it's out. simple. I was going to say just, just the, a, a 30 minute or less is probably a good yeah. Yeah. rule. Yeah. 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 And is there something special that we should wear or not wear on that first date? I think it depends on what you're looking to get out of it. I mean, if people want to get a relationship where it's not sexually based, they may not want to have it where it's so revealing that people are all focused on the sexual aspect. But if you're going as in the lifestyle, you might want to say, okay, well, we're going because we want them to be attracted to us. We want them to feel sexual towards us. Maybe we can wear like a cute little mini skirt or maybe have some of our cleavage showing or maybe the muscles or whatever it is. You want to maybe make yourself feel a little bit more uh, sexually attractive. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of what your goal is, I think. And in general, just look nice. You know, a pair of jeans and a nice pair of Converse running shoes and a top for the guy. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, we've unfortunately had a date with a guy who came wearing sandals and shorts and a t-shirt and his wife was dressed beautifully. But like, what does that do for Carol? Yeah. Like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And brush, right. and brush your teeth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hygiene is really important. We didn't talk about that, but yeah, please make sure. Take a look, take a look in the mirror beforehand. Get all those poppy seeds out yeah. first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Spinach. spinach. <laughs> all right. So Stacy, let's answer the question that I'm sure everybody wants to know is what about sex on the first date? Why not? <laughs> I mean, I think it depends once again on your values, your ethics, your morals. Um, I know for me personally, I want to make sure that I am compatible sexually with the partner that I'm with. So for me, it was always great to be able to be intimate as soon as I wanted to be. 
I don't think that too many people hold themselves back because they'd want to have that so-called three date rule. Yeah. That's their own thing. But I think that as a, uh, an adult, if you want to be intimate, go for it. If you feel safe, go for it. As long as you have that conversation, maybe about some expectations or any fears or insecurities you might have. So that way it goes, goes comfortable. Yeah. We're going to talk about all that, um, after the break in great sex matters, but I just wanted to know if you're going out on a date as a woman, how are you going to prepare yourself? And are you, is it okay for you to say at the end of the date, okay, let's, let's go have sex. Why not? That's how I met um, everybody I've ever dated. <laughs> Carol too. Yeah. That's how I met my husband. We, we went to go say goodbye and he kissed me goodbye. And I said, you know what? You're not leaving. We're going yeah. back to my place. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. So I think it's important for you, as, especially as a woman, to just be empowered to appreciate that you're allowed to have pleasure. And definitely bring some condoms with you because you never know if he has or doesn't have. So make sure you're protecting yourself. What about if you bring them out at dinner? Say, oh, look, I got one of these. What are you doing later? (laughs) That's even good. That's a good way to do it. it, (laughs) If you're feeling it, you go for it. You know, you go for it. Now, usually the first sexual experience you have with a new partner, unless you've had an in-depth discussion, which doesn't always happen because like you said, it could be spontaneous, which I hope it is when you feel that magic. Um, But how can you like... Uh, talk a little bit about what you like and what you don't like before you start so that you can have like actually good sex. Well, the first time that you have sex, a lot of times it is, like you said, spontaneous and you may not be able, oh, wait, let me just stop and let me just tell you, I don't like when you look here. I like when you stick it here. I like, you know, it's not always easy to get that out. So sometimes organically, it's nice to kind of feel it, but you still want to be able to say how you're feeling in the middle. If you do feel uncomfortable or you do want it to stop, there's nothing wrong with just saying, oh, wait, that's uncomfortable. Let me try this. And then afterwards, if you feel like there was some connection, even if it wasn't the best sex you've ever had, which many times the first time is not, then you could say, wow, I had a really good time. These are some of the things that I like that we could try next time. Mm, perfect. That would it. be great. Hey, yeah. I have an idea. How how cool would it be if the woman at dinner finally decides they're having sex and not only does she pull out a condom, but she pulls out a Viagra too and gives it to him. <laughs> well, you, that's going to help. That's going to help ensure a great evening. Yeah, it certainly depends on their age, but also, David, Viagra is a prescription drug. Remember that. You can't just be oh. taking it because you want. may not just get it that easily. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Please. And it's got to be. Jamaica, Cancun. Okay, but still, remember, it affects your circulatory system and you don't want to kill the guy by giving him a Viagra. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The one thing, though, that I want to bring up, because the man sometimes has performance anxiety when they are dating, and they may not feel so comfortable having sex the first time that they meet. And if the woman is putting too much pressure on the man, even in the lifestyle, a lot of times men may have to take uh, some type of medicine to help support. So the men sometimes would appreciate saying, Are you comfortable having the woman say, I really want you? Are you comfortable being intimate? Don't forget to ask the man permission too and let him have that safe space to say, yeah, I'm a little nervous because of this. And then maybe a conversation may ensue. Yeah, because he's going to say, well, I'm still I'm still going to want to try, but you know, just kind of putting it oh. out there that I am very nervous and it might not work, but I'm willing to try. I don't think right. I know any men who would say, no, I'm too nervous. <laughs> I don't even want to go there. But at least they're putting it, it out there. it gives him the opportunity. If the woman is being the aggressor, it gives him the opportunity to come back and just say, well, yeah, we could try because he might be going, oh, gosh, I know I'm going to have to try something. Oh, no, oh, no. He might be nervous himself. So... Some communication is important. I would just like to say that for those guys who have never um, experienced Viagra or Cialis, um, I'm conducting research. So if you take your Viagra or Cialis, just send us an email at askacarolandavid.com and tell us how it worked. You don't have to have an erectile dysfunction issue to take Viagra or Cialis. You might just want to take it for research like I've been for the last year. And and Carol (laughs) is smiling like more and more. 
Yeah, it's not research. It's you know, research. And it's not scientific research, no. research. Not anymore. You did the research, and now you like what you've discovered. <laughs> the study is going very well. Certainly, he's a lot harder, and he can last longer. But he it, it amazing. He never needed it. It's not a need. It's just a nice to have. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It has. It's it, adding to the fun. But exactly. it definitely, in those moments where you lose focus, you lose concentration, you get distracted. It keeps your cock hard and it keeps yeah. the woman happy. And she's not like, well, what's going on? Is he not into me? And then she has to go and start sucking it again to get it hard. It's just wonderful to have a hard cock for the amount of time she needs it. And it takes women a lot longer to get off than guys. And if a guy can keep hard longer, then the ladies are happier more often. Okay. So as you age, you know, your cock doesn't hold the erection as long. Right. And it's you're talking not to the young guys, but to the older guys. Like Danny, you. guys, listen to Dr. Steinberg. <laughs> so guys, guys, sure that the focus is not always on penetration; right. it's on pleasure. Yeah, yeah. lots yeah. of ways to have fun. Yeah. I love that yeah. too. She loves that hard cock in her mouth. <laughs> Just gotta stay hard. <laughs> there you go. You got the answer right there. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's take a break. All right, that was another great segment. Thanks so much, Dr. Stacy. This is a sexy lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and the discussion is amazing. We're talking with sexologist and sex coach Dr. Stacy Friedman. And coming up next is our favorite segment, Great Sex Matters, so don't go away. But right now we're going to tell everyone about topless travel and the amazing trips that we have planned for next year. Absolutely. And if you're looking for the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever, then you simply must book with Topless Travel from Hedonism 2 in Jamaica to Desire in Cancun and all the Bliss Cruise adventures. Topless Travel needs to be your number one choice. Their trips are all about pushing boundaries, exploring your naughty side, and meeting and partying with tons of sexy people. So let's just shout out to their exclusive sexy host couples, including Party Mark, and they're there to ensure that you have one hell of a sexy vacation. Yeah, and you're going to find us on many of the Topless Travel trips, but listen up, we'll be back at Hedo 2 for their sexy silver event from October 21st to 28th, 2023. It's a pre-Halloween week-long bash and we'd love for you to join us there and new for 2024 topless travel is putting on not one but two bucket list trips which we're going to be broadcasting from first we're going to be exploring the ancient pyramids of egypt and a seven-day riverboat cruise down the nile to jordan from march 2nd to 13th on the second bucket list trip, we'll be heading to Kenya for an African safari to witness the Great Migration, glamping in the wild savanna from September 2nd to 11th in 2024. Space is very limited on both of these trips. I think they've probably already sold out about 70% already. Absolutely. So, so if yeah. you don't want to miss any of these amazing trips with other sexy, open-minded friends, then go book your spot today. Do it before it's too late. And for more information about these trips or any of the topless travel events, go to thesexylifestyle.com and click on the topless travel events link to book the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever. Absolutely. All righty. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. Now let's get back to our show um, because it's our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. Okay, so Stacy, we've done all our homework. We've checked out our date. We've spoken on the phone. We've arranged a safe meeting place. And now we meet. And it just doesn't feel right. Within those first five minutes, we know that this is not going to work out. What's the first thing we should do? Before you even go, make sure that if you are going as a couple in the swinging lifestyle that you have that communication with your partner to say what is our safe word to be able to get out or have that communication if you're going on your own always leave the information of where you're going to be with somebody else for safety purposes because you don't know how people are going to react if you said something after five minutes and wasting their time that's the first thing but I think the most important thing is that when you go into any situation, you have to be real and be yourself and be true to you. And that means being honest and being able to start off any relationship, any conversation with communication. And so if you're going there, there's nothing wrong with enjoying an evening if you don't feel sexually or emotionally compatible. If you're just going out and you could say, listen, 
you know, I just want to let you know, I'm just not feeling it a hundred percent. I'm happy to, you know, hang out and get to know you a little bit, but it's just not there. What are your thoughts? And someone might be like, yeah, no, I agree. But listen, we're already out. Why don't we just have a nice, you know, dinner or whatever, and then we'll go our separate ways. Be able to feel comfortable and safe explaining that you're just not there. No, I and, think that's great advice. And what if after the first five minutes, like the person is not good looking, he stinks, he has bad manners. How do you just get up and go? The stinky thing is tough. <laughs> <laughs> you stink. Is it, okay, is it okay just to say, you know what, this isn't right. Um, I, it's not going to work out. Thank you so much. And just leave. I think it's okay. I think it's okay because would you want someone wasting your time if they knew that there was just no possible way that anything was going to come out of it? No. If you have better things to do and you would prefer to not, listen, people have to understand people might get hurt or have their feelings hurt. But I personally would rather someone just say, you know what? I thought you might've been something a little different. I'm just not feeling it. Okay, mm -hmm. no problem. I'd rather go and spend time with my dog. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> you know? the, yeah. And in the lifestyle, we know that you know, no is obviously uh, something that we do often hear, right. but we don't take it uh, personally kind of, you know, like we just move on, right. you know, when someone approaches and, or if we approach someone and say, Hey, you want to go play? And they say, nah, not right now. It's all good. It, it's all good. We just move on. So there's other people, there's other fish in the sea, basically. I just think that so many people, especially if you're not in the lifestyle, a lot of people get their feelings hurt much easier. I think that people in the lifestyle are, are able to understand better that not everybody connects. So if you are not in the lifestyle and something like that happens to you, just appreciate it and say, listen, I don't want someone, you know, sitting here and pretending that they're into mm -hmm. me if they're not. Mm -hmm. You know, definitely just say, you know what, I'm just not feeling it. I thought it might be a little different from what we, you know, saw online, but, you know, hope you don't mind. Right, right, right. What right. if the person shows up drunk? Yeah. Well, that's a no for me. <laughs> yeah, me too. Absolutely. I mean, I, that would just be like, listen, I'm trying to get to know you and uh, you obviously are not you with alcohol in your system. And that's not something that is acceptable for me. Know your boundaries. Mm -hmm. If you like to drink and you like to go out and party and someone comes out and they're like, oh, they're drunk, you know what? Yeah, I'll have a drink, sure. It might be perfect for you. Yeah, yeah, you know your boundaries is right. So in the second scenario, that same couple that are meeting, they actually get along uh, at the coffee. The coffee sounds great. They're having coffee and maybe they stay on for dinner, but they decide to go back to, let's say, uh, his apartment. And they are now naked and awkward, starting to have sex, maybe starting to fool around. And really she realizes that, no, this is not, this is not working out for me. How does she safely leave or he yeah i just said this is the scenario i'm just making up something yeah i mean in the lifestyle once again is that having that safe word understanding that not everybody's going to connect that is the whole idea of the lifestyle is finding that connection so i feel that it's a little different when you're one-to-one -one, just because people may not have those expectations but once again it's having that strength those boundaries when you get there if you're doing something you're not comfortable with do not ever put yourself in that situation and just be polite about it. Don't just say, you know, I'm just not into you. I'm not attracted to you. You can say it in a way where just like, I'm just not feeling it the way I thought I might. You know, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to hurt your feelings. Be compassionate about it. No one wants to get, you know, rejected. rejected. Yeah, especially when they're naked and they're, they're, exactly, they're exactly. exposed. Yeah. What if he pulls well, down he his pants said, you know, and he has a really small dick? You know, um, once again, it's not necessarily about that penetration. There are many people that would appreciate that they don't have to penetrate the first time they're being intimate. Maybe he is an amazing lover, could lift like a lickalotopus. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and, and could make you come 10 times, you know, around. I always like to give people the opportunity to prove themselves yeah i would okay. agree on so that. she gets naked and she's got this massive bush full <laughs> on 1970s bush <laughs> what yeah. do you do well you know it's funny you said that because i had a couple a couple of weeks ago that he was very upset with her because she wouldn't grow her bush 
he wanted someone bushy. Mm. And she's like, no, I think it's disgusting. He goes, I want to have my face in there and be smothered by it. Mm. So some people might like the bush. Okay. But you know what? It might just be where, okay, well, I'm not crazy about the bush. I really like this woman. I think we can connect. There's nothing wrong with in future conversations to say, hey, would it be, would you think it'd be fun if I maybe would be able to like shave you a little, I could put some, you know, make it like a fun experience for mm-hmm. the both of you, but don't automatically like run away. If someone <laughs> <has a> <laughs> well, start by trimming anyways, right? <laughs> right. Oh, you know, manscape or womanscape, you know, just say, oh yeah, no, it's harder to find. You know, make it a joke. Yeah. Make it so that person is comfortable. Right. Because once you say something negative about what's between someone's legs, you're not getting down there. Oh no, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. They're not. No, that's and it's hard to take. So yeah, you want to be as polite as possible. I think mm-hmm. it's very rare though that you see women or men that are full bush anymore. These at least days. in our world. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. All right, babe. Okay. Lay out this scenario. All right, here's another scenario. So this is we've been there. This is two swinger couples. Um, they are meeting for the first time in some safe spot that they've designated in advance. Obviously, they've done their homework and everything's good. But you're when having they, a great conversation at dinner. You're getting along amazing. Yeah, but when no, when they meet in person, something doesn't feel right. Let's mm-hmm. go back to that one where they're they they had done all their homework. They talked to each other on the phone. They decided to meet. They're both very excited. Both couples very excited. So when they get together something doesn't quite feel right. One couple is super excited to be there and to want to fuck. And the other couple realizes that this is never going to happen. So we're still at coffee time. And one is just so excited that they got, they, they're going to hook up later. And the other one's going, oh, God, that's not going to happen. How do you politely well, say, say no? Yeah, I mean, once again, when you're when you're in that type of lifestyle, you know that it's okay to say no. But you also may not know as you're there, maybe one part of you as a couple might have some interest and the other one doesn't. You may not know until after that coffee talk. I think that anytime you get into any situation, you should always allow yourselves to have a conversation before you say, oh, yeah, no, definitely. Let's meet next week. And then your partner's going, oh, my God, what is she doing? What are they doing? To always just be open and say, it was so great to meet you. Let us talk and see, because we always like to make sure that everyone is comfortable and connecting. It's that delivery. It's the way you ask your questions, the way you discuss it, and just understanding that it's not always going to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes you might just say, listen, we're not sure of our connection. Maybe can we meet one more time for dinner and have a little bit of a longer communication. Well, I think that's actually really good advice. We get caught up in these things, you know, and sometimes we, we don't really know what to say. Sometimes we just follow along and then excuse ourselves. But, you know, sometimes we're at, uh, at the resort and you're there for the whole week. And if you've turned one couple down, it's kind of hard to like avoid them for the rest of the week. So we really right. want to say the right thing. And I, I really like what you just said that, you know, we let's try yeah, it again. Because you understand. And also, you know, sometimes they have that take one for a team, take one for the team. You know, sometimes, you know, people will do that. But if that's not your style, then you need to just be able to say we're just not feeling it or one of us is just not as comfortable. But we really liked you guys. We'd love to have dinner one night. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. There you go. That That's a really nice way to put it as well. It. All right. So and what if a couple seems compatible and they're really enjoying their date and they do, do decide to go back to their room to play? And they go back to their hotel room and now they're playing in their own hotel room and they realize it's not working out. How do we politely ask that couple to, to leave? leave? Yeah, that, that's tricky when you're inviting people into your space and you have to kick them out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, listen, we all get tired and we all have busy schedules. And so if you are connecting with your partner and you've given each other that safe word, that safe look or something like, okay, I'm done. You could either just be honest and be like, Oh my God, really? I'm just, I'm just exhausted. I can't do this anymore. And just be like, we had a great time, but I need to call it short and and just be honest with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, if you're nervous about being, you know, that straightforward, you can just, and I don't want to say you don't ever fake anything, but just basically just, I don't even know. I mean, it, it's, it just comes down to honesty, really. Yeah. It really just comes down to honesty because you don't want to make the person feel like you are interested in that. Maybe you're done tonight and then we could do it tomorrow. 
you know, because if you, just say, if you say nothing, you're going to end up continuing to play and not enjoying it. And then they could also be hanging around after play, uh, which happens as well. And it could go on for a long time. And I think that that that's not something you should put yourself through. I like the no. I like to be honest and say, guys, you know, we've had a nice evening. We have an early morning tomorrow. We got to get to sleep. Um, because it, it could yeah, it could drag on for hours yeah. sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and then when you're done, then you sit there and you're joking around, you're playing and you just be like, oh, guys, you know, I hate to just kick you guys out, you know, and make it like a joke yeah. to say, but we're ready to crash. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, that's a little bit tricky. But I think that's a very good, polite way without hurting people's feelings, because there's no need to hurt anybody's feelings. Being no. honest is one it's thing, normal. but you don't need to hurt. Anything. And there is going to be a compatible person or couple for everyone out there. Right. But it's just not us at that time or that couple at the time. Yeah. And it's it's just move on. And you, yeah. you're right. You don't have to hurt their feelings because somebody else will find them awesome and great and become best friends right. with them. Yeah. I think what's also good too is that even if you are the couple that's having the really good time and, and enjoying it, always being conscious of the other people. Yeah. So by you asking, just saying, we are having so much fun. We'd love to continue this. Are you guys tired? How are you right. feeling? To almost give them a way out, not necessarily to say, you know, we're done and I don't want to talk to you anymore, but just to say, oh my God, we had a great time too, but yeah, we're tired or no, we're ready to play. So you really know you're on the same page. Yeah, checking in is always a good thing, whether you're in a swinging relationship Absolutely. or even just in a new couple. Checking in is always good. Mm -hmm. exactly. I think that's great. Exactly. Now, this doesn't mean that um, having expectations and letting yourself, and it's not working out. This doesn't happen just on first dates or whether it's a, you know, a couple or a swinger couple. But it also could happen just with your regular partner where you decide to do something special or have an adventurous date night. Push some boundaries. Yeah, and you always have expectations about certain things, especially if you want to try something new like a sex position or a fantasy. And you've maybe seen it on porn, for example, and it doesn't work out, which usually it doesn't. Um, how do you make your partner not feel bad about it? Oh, boy. The expectation things can cause so many issues in relationships. Nothing wrong with having an expectation. It's the way that you react if things don't work out the way you expected it. Because, for example, I had a client this morning that they said that they expected something the other night. And when they didn't get it, the only day off they had was Sunday. And so Saturday night, they didn't get it because the wife was really tired. And Sunday, he spent the entire day pissed off and got very angry. And they missed out on such a prime sex, juicy day opportunity because of the way he delivered his disappointment. And so it comes to where... I have this expectation to say, oh, you know, you, you talk about it and just say, listen, I was really hoping that we can do this. Maybe we could try this this day or, or give another suggestion. But don't be so have such expectations that if it doesn't work out the way you want, have that space to make let people make mistakes or let people, you know, be tired. Yeah. You know, yeah. that way you don't you don't build that anger and resentment. And, you know, what Carol was saying is um, so true where, you know, sometimes you see something on porn and porn has its place for, as in as entertainment, not as education. Right. And, and there's sometimes a couple of things that I see and I say, babe, hey, you want to try this? And she says, well, show it to me or explain it to me and I explain it to her. And then we get into bed and <sighs> we tried one where she was leaning back on me. And I was putting my cock in her pussy and I don't have a super long cock and it just wouldn't work. And all we did was laugh. Right. I was right? just going to say laugh. That's yeah. all we did. Yeah. And, you know, we ended up having great sex another way, but we tried something. Right. It didn't work. You know, you need certain tools to do certain <laughs> moves. moves. <laughs> and, um, you know, we believe you go into trying something different with the attitude of, you know, if it works great, if it doesn't work. Well, we had fun trying and there's 75 other different positions that you can do. Uh, you know, sometimes we try reverse cowgirl and it's not on the right chair. And Carol's like, well, you know, can you thrust up higher? It's like, no, no. I can't. My hands are here. My butt is My here. My legs are burning. It's not working. <laughs> exactly. And it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. So, yes, if you can leave those expectations 
to understand that things can go wrong and be patient and understanding, right. you can have fun. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to always work the way you expect it. And some porn stars are like contortionists. So like, that's not yeah. me for sure. <laughs> no. And what about like deep throating? You know, we had Lexi Luna do a little segment with us and she's a, an amazing porn star. And, you know, it's like, you know, how do you, how do you get into, you know, taking a cock deep into your throat? And she said, Carol, I don't remember. Sorry. Oh, she said, just the woman leans over the bed. Oh, that position. Oh, she gave us a nice position to right? try it out. She yes. leans over the bed and she puts her neck hanging, hanging kind of. over the bed and the guy just straddles her face and it slides right in. Well, okay. Yes, David. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> in his mind, it slid right in. It did. My cock's, my cock's not super long, so it slid right in. Yeah. That is a, is a nice way to get uh, to do deep throat, which is an easier way. You're absolutely it right. It is. And at that. the same time, I was able to lean over and lick her pussy. And she's like, let me just focus on one thing at a time. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we had fun trying that. And, exactly. Uh, yeah. And if we have a good attitude, then you're not uh, disappointed. No. But you don't want your partner to feel bad or sad about things that don't work or out. Or a failure. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And no blaming. You know, can't blame the other no, one for not that, trying you hard. Know, you can be disappointed, but it's that delivery and understanding that as long as you have that positive attitude, things can try again or do something different later on. Yeah. And also have that really good discussion in advance and that you're trying this for fun and just tell each other that if it doesn't work out, that's okay. We're going to try it anyways, right? And right. Get- Not being so serious about it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. We're coming to the end of the show. We are going to get personal with Stacy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Have you ever had a sexually awkward situation that you had to get yourself out of that you could share with us? Oh, God. Well, oh, it was awful. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I'm picturing it right now. Um I mean, there's been a few different situations, but uh, this one was pretty bad. And I don't know why I was chewing gum at the time, but <laughs> I was I was in a, uh, a swinging situation. We had gone to a hotel with another couple and um, it was awkward in a few ways. It didn't necessarily have to get out of it, but I had to try to handle it the right way. But I was chewing gum just because I guess I was trying to get fresh breath after dinner and wasn't paying attention. And we got started faster than I thought. I never spit my gum out. Uh, And then I went down to go give the guy a blow job and the gum happened to fall out of my mouth into his pubic area, which was not as manscaped because it was the first time they've ever been with another couple so it was in there and i didn't know how to get out of the situation (laughs) he was was already nervous and so i tried as i'm blowing i'm trying to pick it out at the same time (laughs) then i got stuck in there and then i had to stop and tell him about it oh my god and so me and his wife were hysterical laughing he starts getting pissed off because he was so embarrassed. Oh. We're trying. So then he's trying to cut it out. We didn't have scissors. And then he's taking a match and trying to burn it. Oh. It was just such an awful, awkward situation. And so I said to him, I was like, I'm so sorry. I said, we could try it again without gum. And I tried to make a joke about it. And no, it just it just didn't work. He was so uncomfortable, so awkward. So we wound up never being together again. Oh. But um, it was a very awkward situation. So I tried to make light of it. I tried to say, oh, my God, I was just having so much fun and being into it. I just it, it was a mess. It was it was a mess. Note to self. No gum, use breath mints. Exactly. <laughs> but I did try to make light of it. So of it course. was, he was comfortable, but it doesn't always work that no, way. It doesn't. Well, at least you tried. So that's cool. All right. All right. That was very, very cool. Great story. All right, babe, final advice. Oh yeah. We're at the end of the show already. So what would be oh. the, what would be the top two things that people should do to prepare themselves for a new social encounter to ensure that they have a positive and fun experience? Well, first of all, being positive and having the um, idea in your head that when you meet these people, that first presentation of yourself is what you're going to be bringing into the relationship. So that communication, if you want to have that for your relationship, be honest, be upfront and be open. Great. That would be that would be my first suggestion. And secondly, be safe and and allow it to grow and don't be judging so quickly because you never know what opportunities may come about. 
Oh. A lot of judgment the very first time people meet. Mm-hmm. That's very, very good advice. Hold back that judgment. I, I'm agreeing with that. Absolutely. All right, Stacy. we're at the end of the show. Thanks so much for all your great advice. Um, why don't you remind everyone how they can find you, reach out to you, talk to you? Uh, well, my website is Dr. Stacy Friedman, and there's no E in my name, so it's just S-T-A-C-Y, drstacyfriedman.com. And you can find me on Instagram under Dr. Stacy Friedman. That's pretty much my handle everywhere. I also offer free uh, 15-minute consults if anyone has any questions and wants to see if the services are right. And you can also get a free copy of my book on my website as well. Awesome. And of course, if you missed any of that information, you just go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, where every one of our guests has their own guest page with all their information. And you can even contact them there if you have any questions about their work. For sure, for sure. And like we did today, we learn, we're learn we learning more and more every week from all our great guests. We hope you do too. And if you have any questions at all, you can always send us an email at ask at carolindavid.com. Alrighty, the end of another great show with another amazing guest, Dr. Stacy Friedman. Thank you so much for being here today. It was great. I appreciate it. I look forward to the next time. Absolutely. <laughs> and like we do every week, we want to thank all our listeners for being there week in and week out. And you can join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, sexual health and pleasure, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Well, that's it for our show today. Carol and I and Stacy send you lots of love and great sex. Please stay safe and, of course, stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever.